Tell me someone let that maniac. Oh my god. They will let anyone get a show, including us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards episode four. Yeah, that's right. We are here with four feet between each of us, ready to talk about episode four of season one today of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If it's the first time you're joining us here, How's it going? My name is Brayden. I got some great hosts here with me today talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We're going to put some numbers to our arguments. Let's introduce the uh, the idiots here today that are joining me. Hey, what's up? It's Adam Rothbord. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Donnie. Bat soup. Oh, God. What a, what a great dish fruit. we got going today. <laughs> Great Some dish. Bat soup. <laughs> Eat on up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or don't. I don't know what noise bat makes, otherwise I'd make a bat noise. I'm not wearing hockey pants. That's it, yeah, that's it. That is bat, that. bat, bat soup. <laughs> so like I said, we are talking about season one, episode four. Charlie has cancer today. And we are putting some numbers to our argument. We got some categories that we're going to talk about today, and we're going to give it up to 10 points for each category that we have. We are going to be talking about the story of the episode, the characters, the quotes, uh, the overall humor of season one, episode four, and of course, the wild card position for which this show is named. But that's a whole lot of uh, ahead of us. Let's get talking about this episode that came out all the way back in 2005, August 23rd, 2005 to be exact. Uh, Rob McElhenney directed, wrote this one. Uh, Glenn Howerton also has writing credit on it, but I didn't see that in the episode, but online he has writing credits for it. Uh, This episode, if it's been a while since you checked it out, Charlie confronts Dennis that he has cancer. If you're a hardcore Sonny fan, you know that scene specifically where he tells him is the scene that sparked the original plot of the show. You know, it feels actually pretty good to get this off my chest, you know? Yeah. I've been sitting in here uh, boohooing a little bit, so... Uh, I mean, I'm glad we can talk. We can talk, right? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, talk. We can always talk. All right, so it starts out, I'm not feeling uh, good. I'm oh, having oh, headaches oh, and... Oh, oh, uh, did you want to talk? Right now? Uh, Can we still just get the basketball, though? <laughs> they, they never got the basketball, no. Well, he, he did get the basketball, but they never played. I, I got a bunch of people waiting downstairs. He's I mean, got I Sweet guess, D waiting downstairs. Why didn't he invite If they them? say Sweet D one more time, oh. I'm going to lose my mind. Okay, before we get too far into the summary and whatnot in this, uh, I've been counting now. I go out of my Son way to count. They say it four times in this episode. So. Yeah. Drink every time they say sweet D and then throw up every time. I can't fucking fucking stand it. So uh, Charlie tells Dennis that he has cancer. And then Dennis, of course, doesn't keep it to himself. He immediately tells Mac and immediately tells sweet D that Charlie has cancer. So the guys say that Charlie does not deserve to be alone right now. He needs someone there with him. And of course, they don't mean them. They mean we need to find him a lady friend. We need someone to, you know, spend some quality time with him. Dee is also hanging out with her friend Artemis trying to get her job. And Mac is fighting his feelings for Carmen, a transsexual that comes around the bar. And We don't use that word anymore. You, do, you don't, you tra- you don't use transvestite. You don't use tranny oh. and you don't use transvestite. Is that a hate crime? You, yeah. Sure, nah, shit, man. yeah, it's a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I looked it up. That's that's the preferred 
Tranny? Yeah. Like, no, not Tranny. No, 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 not Tranny. No, 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 no. But how are we going to call this character the Tranny? I mean, they, they do that, but that doesn't mean we should be. We say non-cisgender. We, we're just quoting. I'm going to call it the Tranny. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. So, throughout all of this, there's one character missing, and his name is Frank. Frank Reynolds is missing in this episode, as he is for all of season one. What would Frank do, though, if he was here in season one, episode four, hanging out with the gang? I feel like he would not leave Charlie's side the whole time. And he would, like, devise a thing, like, when my business partner had cancer, we gave him the last hurrah, and we threw a bunch of hard-boiled eggs at a church or something like that. <laughs> You're right. I, I, I think he would do anything he can to make Charlie's last days the best that he could ever have, especially with all, with all that money that Frank has. He would definitely want to spoil it or spoil Charlie with all that money. And then at the very end, he'd be all pissed off like, what did I buy you all that stuff for? Like, He's not on board with faking cancer as we've, see, we've seen with Mac and the whole Bon Jovi thing. Do you lose your, do you lose your beard hair with chemo? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh, I was like, uh, did you did know. you look it up? Do you? They discussed that in the episode. She literally says to him, "Okay, we're jumping ahead episodes here now." But when they're trying to get the concert from John Bon Jovi, she says to him, "Oh, by the way, chemo makes your beard hair fall out too." And he goes, "I knew it! I knew I told you it came out." And I, I guess that's the implication that they they argued about the it beforehand. Implication. He's gonna lose all his hair. It's so sad that Charlie's yeah, cancer is going to lose he's gonna all lose his hair. He's going to lose all his beautiful hair. It's funny that that's Dee's only concern was he's going to lose his hair. Of course. And like, that there was no one there to do the grunt work. Yeah. She's, she was doing and it. Like, she was moving things. and The whole episode. Yeah. yeah. She was moving things behind the scene. And she's the only one who Get doesn't own the bar. She's the only non-owner. All the yeah. owners are like actively ignoring her and actively ignoring her cries for help. So I think D would have gotten caught up, or Frank would have gotten caught up in mm. D's business. And I think he would have somehow ended up with Artemis in a dumpster behind the bar, behind a Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I could I imagine. Knee deep in some Artemis gash. Oh, yeah. God. I could see but... like Danny DeVito standing over D's shoulders while he's doing, while she's doing all the work. Like when she's like moving all the dirty glasses. He's walking behind her like Dennis is, and they're like actively trailing behind her, actively ignoring her together. I think I think De- uh, Dennis and Danny would have been a fantastic Dennis pairing. and Danny. Dennis and Danny. <laughs> You're gonna ship Dennis and Danny. To Danny. To Danny. To Dennis. To. De- no, no, sweet Dennis. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that my opinion of this episode is that it is the original plot and -hmm. i think they handed this episode to fx and fx was like not our favorite not gonna be the pilot we're gonna we're gonna put the gang gets racist as the pilot right and the only reason i think this is possible is because i was talking to my brother about this episode and he mentioned that season five of futurama when they presented it to fox i believe they were on Fox. I don't think they were on Comedy Central at that point, but whoever they handed <laughs> yeah. it to basically said, we don't, we don't like the order this is in. We're going to air it in our own order. So the, the plot line for season five is kind of everywhere with Futurama, apparently. I'm not a big Weird. enough Futurama fan yeah, to, to speak on it, show. but I can see, uh, I could see them doing that. I think that, I, 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 can't, I don't know for a fact if, if that's what they did, but maybe... They, sh- they shouldn't have switched it around because, honestly, this episode kind of breaks out the show for me. I mean, the other episodes were great, but this is where we kind of see, like, them 
like explode and like they're really going at they they're really going for it. They're really terrible people now. And like you, I think um, Pat Soup, you're saying this is like what this you love this episode more than the other ones before. Yeah, this is the first episode where they're really. Um, sort of like into the show and the sort of hilarity that you get with regular It's Always Sunny comes out. If you notice, there's a lot less pausing in this episode and there's a lot less people sort of standing around making faces. There's constant Mm -hmm. movement. People are constantly moving. People are constantly saying things like when Dennis and Charlie are in the bathroom. Oh, well, excuse me for being the most terrible man on the planet. Oh, Oh, I'm a terrible man. This Charlie character, that exposure of Charlie's true character, where he's got his his wild statements, like. You gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. You gotta got, got crack a couple eggs. Yeah, you gotta got crack oh, an egg. Is that your new flick? So you're throwing down life lessons now. I'm huh? throwing down eggs. Huh? Class is in session. The teacher's teaching class now. I'm, I'm cracking eggs uh, of wisdom. The, is that what you're I wanted to bring up one other point since someone had mentioned the uh, transgendered individual. When I was a very young child, my only exposure with transgendered individuals was through Ugly Betty. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that show, Mm-mm. but basically there's this like male. Can you make fun of me for watching Friends? Yeah. Don't you dare diss America Ferrera. America Ferrera is a national treasure. Bat she Soup should, is completely right on this one. She should be in the library of Congress. Titties. America, I hope you and your baby are okay. You're going to be all right without Superstore. It's going to be it's going to be a great show no matter what. Love you, America. Did she leave Superstore? Yeah, she just left Superstore. That's a funny show. Anyways, Bat Soup, you were saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> there was one of the characters in the show, like the main male character. He had like a brother and the brother like disappeared and the brother came back as a woman. And I guess the brother was like transgender, but it was like a female actress. They were always a woman. And so they're doing the you same. They're doing the same thing here. And when I was a kid, I thought like, is that just how it happens? Like you can just completely be um, a woman like that? Like. I don't know. I feel like it's confusing for children. I feel like it sends an unrealistic expectation. I don't think you should show this episode to um, educations about trans transgender. You shouldn't show this episode to children. You shouldn't be showing It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to well, your children. Well, I don't know. Well. I don't know. Adam's teacher convinced him to watch this episode in the eighth grade. Oh, he didn't convince so. me. I was watching it way before him. He didn't need to convince me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just found horrible. out that he watched it too, and I'm like, a teacher watches a show that I watch? Wow. Wow, someone I look up to? As we all know, he heard the hard R, and he was like, I am sold. Yeah. I am in. Sign Backtracking. <laughs> Backtracking a little bit to actually this being the pilot episode, I don't think that they introduce all the characters that well. I think Charlie's kind of introduced as like not an idiot, but like just being somewhat smart. And at the end of the day, his plan really worked. Like that's what I'm saying. He's he's conniving in this episode. Yeah, he has that book on the table. I mean, like no one's saying he was reading it, but like when we see his apartment, yeah. But when we see his apartment for the first time, he has a photo with um, with writing on it. If he's illiterate, he can't he can't read the, the photo hanging on his yeah. wall. Oh, so you guys saying, are fan theory people. I'm this not fan crazy. theory people. I'm just noticing having watched more than one season of this show multiple times, having know what we know about Charlie now. And I still think it all comes back down to they were just kind of waiting to see what people were going to react to and who liked what and what direction they were going to go in. But still, it's just I don't think this introduced them as well as the first episode that they actually use the gang gets racist so is that the argument on the table one party says that this was the pilot episode and another party says that this was the fan feedback episode that they're finally i am on team pilot episode because the end of it is ending 
with. No, it's, it's okay. Dude, is that a hate crime? Shit, yeah, it's a hate crime. Is that a transition into? Is that a transition into quote unquote episode one? Yeah. Was yeah. this racist. supposed to be episode one? Because as we all know, previous episode, Adam was hypothesizing that each end goes into the next one. Pepe Silvio. Not not goes into the next one, but like you know references it in like a witty joke yeah. or one liner just for fun. It's exactly yeah, what's it's happening. Yeah, just like right the hate now. crime. Yeah, Pepe Silvia. You guys connecting are tracing. All you guys the dots. are connecting all the dots, tracing all the leads. Brain, you want a cigarette? But the, <laughs> there's nothing there for us to find. Donnie, give him a cigarette. <laughs> a couple quick more uh, fun facts about this episode before we dive into the logistical part of it. Uh, Caitlin Olson, who plays D. Sweet D. Sweet D. Son of a bitch. Sweet, <laughs> sweet D. <laughs> when she auditioned for this show, uh, she read Dennis's part in the opening scene. And I guess she was apparently bummed out when she found out she wasn't going to be ignoring Charlie in that scene, that she wasn't getting Dennis's part. Can we talk about the op- the cold open? Because I liked it a lot. Because not a single joke was said. Actually, entire, don't. You don't want to? No, no, no. I don't like it. You don't like it. I, I, it's not like laugh out loud funny, but not a single joke was said, but I was still laughing because it's their mannerisms and it's the way they, they reacted to the situation. What do you mean when Caitlin Olsen auditioned? Isn't she married to Matt? That's what I was about she to wasn't, ask, too. She wasn't in the beginning. Oh, she wasn't at the They, they got married the because show. they made the show together. Yeah. But Charlie That's and the waitress were already married. Not because of it. That was a weird way to put it, but yeah. One came, no, they were not married one came before first. Yeah. But Charlie and the matri- waitress were already married. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so, and they were already dating at the very least. Yeah. Okay. I want to marry you because you're on It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I right. want to marry you because you're on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest <laughs> fan. Also, obviously, this is the first time that we see Dennis and Max's apartment, Charlie's apartment, first time we see is Artemis. It? That's also my Artemis argument for, like that, for why this was supposed to be an original episode. We get a lot of... Uh, reoccurring stuff going on. You want to listen to some Peter Frampton? Including Dennis's <laughs> love of 80s music. Steve Winwood? We're gassed. Steve Winwood. We're gassed through this episode. That's for you, you human bumblebee. <laughs> bumblebee? <laughs> you fat cow. When we come back, we got some more stuff for you. We're going to put some numbers to our argument. We are going to argue and talk about these categories that we got. So do not go anywhere. We got some great discussion coming up for you right after this. Bruh. 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 Mm, welcome back to the show. Let's talk about the story here today. We can give up to 10 points for each category uh, for a total of 200 points between the four of us. So um, there's a whole bunch of math that we're going to worry about here in the studio. You guys just sit back and relax and listen to us argue this out here. Let's talk about the story of this episode first. Uh, I did not like it. Ditto. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to... I think that the, the two separate stories is like a consistent theme in this, in this story and It's Always Sunny, just the show in general. So like, I definitely like Mac going with the tranny. I know we're not supposed to call him the tranny, but we're going to call him the tranny. Uh, I like that side of the story better, but I knew like right in the beginning, like when Charlie was talking about having cancer, that like he just probably didn't have it, and that there was no like twist or plot to that at the end of the day necessarily. I mean, it still kind of was technically a twist that he didn't have it. 
It still technically was. It still technically was, but even I feel like the first time I watched it, that was something that I wasn't like too surprised on. Like trying to think through the episode and like trying to guess what was going to happen next, I kind of assumed already that like he probably well, didn't have cancer. The twist was that he he played his friends and he knew what they were going to do if he told them that he had cancer. You know, that was the twist in the end. Not that he didn't have it. Just to be fair, he only told Dennis just yeah. to... Look, the girl, she wears a Lance Armstrong bracelet, okay? So I tell you that I have cancer, right? Then you're going to tell her she's going to feel sorry for me. We're going to start dating. And that's the way that life works! That's the other problem I have with this because I didn't like Charlie's character for like... I, we're not going to talk about characters too much, but I didn't like the the story structure and the way it brought out their character, I should say. I didn't like the way Charlie was for 70% of this episode until the very back end of it. What about how it brought out Mac? It brought everyone how? else out pretty well for, for the most part, I'd say. No, we just learned that Charlie's just um, a manipulative sociopath like the rest of the gang. Yeah, let's not talk too much about the personalities and the characters of it right now. I wanted to... Uh, talk about one of the integral parts of the story the colored bands of the Livestrong bracelets that were a thing back in 2005 because i realized that was slacktivism before social media made it a thing before you know hashtagging and just liking something and thinking you're making a difference was a thing wasn't we are the world in 1981 wasn't that slacktivism no, I was not that actually raised then. money though that actually did something didn't it i, I don't know the sales of I wasn't that there huh? You, you you're like 68 years old yeah what are you well about, i dude? had Come i, on, I guess i missed that i must have had you're uh, too fried yeah oh <laughs> fry fried uh, and then cooked in the soup exactly i like what you said about slacktivism bracelets symbolize jumping on fashion trends and you know what the thing that's so rad is they come in all kinds of colors now so you can accessorize your compassion with your outfits really cool i that right. that is cool. a standalone line that's not even a funny line to me that's just how it is today that's what people, uh, people's Facebook walls are. And uh, I'm not going to pretend I'm not guilty of that, but your Facebook wall is generally whatever the, the flavor of the day is that people are talking about. You don't have walls on Facebook anymore. Oh my I, God. I got out of God, Facebook you years ago. Sufferable today. <laughs> Let's get off Facebook. I don't, I, yeah, I haven't that been on Facebook. killing us all. I haven't been on Facebook in a while. The only thing I have is MySpace. MySpace. Oh. My space? I still got my Google Plus. My kid, Facebook, How many Twitter? Google Plus jokes can we fit into every a episode? Single episode? Realistically, I've never been asked to go hang out on Google Hangout and Google Plus then with this shutdown. Because you have like no the, friends? No, because all my, all my classes are going online. Oh, I oh. think this episode for the story, I'm going to give it four points. Yeah, I'm sticking with a solid five. I give this one an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving it a seven. I liked it. I thought it was cool. So we got two people giving it like average or... I'd slightly above slightly above five, average five would be got, average you got donaldo and i knocking it so i know we kind of dipped into the characters a little bit let's talk about the personalities and the characters this episode like i said this is the first episode that we meet artemis mm-hmm. who is a very interesting reoccurring character probably one of my favorite reoccurring characters next to cricket i'm incredibly high on mescaline She's great. Um, I definitely love seeing more recurring characters come. I would say Carmen's a recurring character. She's been here a few times, I think. She's only there for like the first two or three seasons. Yeah. But she's still a a good character. You know, someone, a new character we were introduced to, Artemis. Everyone loves Artemis. Seeing her in this episode is always great. We briefly touched on this earlier, but um, Charlie, I didn't like for 70% of the beginning of this episode. Everyone else... 
I'm liking more and more. So I'm very conflicted on this episode. Charlie really doesn't become himself. And when he does, at the very end, become himself, it is no holds barred. You can tell Charlie's character is full on. He knows what this character is. I like it when Charlie kind of plays the gang. When he kind of knows what he's doing behind the scenes to get something. He rarely does that. He rarely yeah, I does, like but that it's fun. too, but that's not necessarily him for a majority of You think of he the does show. it by accident? Yeah, it's true. Newly so, in the beginning, he yeah. definitely did this on purpose, mm. but... He says he does it on purpose. Yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. If we do some meta-analysis, right, do you think that it would take us four episodes of this podcast to get into our characters? Yeah, yeah right? Mm. Yeah, it's part of the course. yeah. You know, Adam's kind of the one that uh, we all bag on, unfortunately, here. Dish um, of the day is the fucking bully. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he's the one that could not be. It, like, he could be out of the squalor with us, but he's kind of squalloring it with us. He's he's a Frank type. I, I don't want to start labeling us because I hate it when people try and label the characters to people. You rate me? I'll rate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's far, far ahead. I know. Far ahead. But I don't like it when people do that just because who? these aren't characters you're supposed to be like. Yeah. Who, who, who was your favorite character this episode? Like, Who stood out to you the most? I know Artemis. you didn't like Artemis. Okay. I think a little bit Dennis because kind of where even though he was trying to help Charlie in the first place, he was just like immediately when he told the waitress that Charlie had cancer, he was just like, yeah, I'll just sleep with her if she's down. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that really showed like Dennis's true side. And out mm-hmm. of all the characters, I think that like – showed him the best mm-hmm. yeah huge fan of dennis that whole basketball scene in yeah. the beginning. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> he's that, great. do we have to talk his reaction yeah. like, i'm here whenever you want to talk oh now? okay man like, oh, you want to talk right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that charlie had to go and get like a cancer pamphlet just to sell it to dennis so yeah that part sold charlie a little bit on like all right he's not like fully there like he's got some good ideas yeah. he knows how to get what he wants mm-hmm. so like, yeah. it does show like a little bit of his like dumber side i guess his brain still works yeah. He hasn't done that much glue yet. Yeah, not yet. Who's to say how much is too much? <laughs> the CDC. I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> really? Don't <laughs> sniff glue in... 2020. Don't sniff glue in more than groups of 50 people. And if you have to <laughs> sniff glue, wash your hands before. <laughs> so I give it a 5.5 for the characters. What about you guys? Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. 0.9. A point oh, nine. It's we know. close. I can't give it a one. We know. Right? No Frank. But I can't give it a zero either because the okay. characters really, you know, come into their own. I mean, I can't be that mad at you because I did give it a five. I'm giving this one a nine because I love them all. I love how they all play with each other. I love these characters. This is the episode we're seeing them break out even more. I mean, even you, Bat Soup, said this is the, the breakout episode. You're like Zimbabwe, the Zimbabwe currency of ratings. Your ratings are so inflated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor, motherfucker, or Zimbabwean. You are the opposite. Zimbabwean. <laughs> you are the opposite of Anthony Fantano. Anthony Fantano's like, I love this album. Four. Who the fuck is Anthony Fantano? The internet's busiest music Oh, that's music this guy. Nerd. Yeah. No, that's Yo, you. You're the, talking about. You're the opposite of that. You're like, no, no, I love. No. You're like, I. I think this episode was all right. Nine. I, I, I liked this episode. I didn't say it was all right. You're like it. the IGN. You're Yeah, you're like the IGN of this podcast. I'll, I'll take like t- Rotten Tomatoes because they're inflated. You are Nine going, out of ten, not Call of Duty. You are <laughs> going to lose it when you finally have to give a ten out of ten. You think so? I'm waiting for that episode. I have one in mind, and you'll, you don't know which one's which it is. Wow, that's not objective. Yeah. <laughs> I, it'll probably be the next one, the way you're going, dog. Anyways, uh, we got some quotes to talk about. I thought... Despite the characters and despite the story, this episode was very quote heavy. 
Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and give it a 10 out of 10, but I do think it was very quote heavy, uh, specifically when uh, D is talking about how sad it is that he has cancer because he's going to lose all his hair. <laughs> lose all his hair. One of my favorite quotes probably this first season is when they're talking about Carmen for the first time. There's a dick in those pants. There's a dick in those pants. Yeah, I'll be right back. Excuse me, bro. Can you give me a second? Thanks. Is that a penis in your pants? Yeah. You lied to me. There was this kid in my high school who got cancer. He was like in the ninth grade, and I guess he had soft hair, but I swear to God, someone said, that's a shame he's going to lose all that beautiful hair. Oh, God. That's a real-life quote. I guess that's not super far off to think that there are people like that in the world where when, if they hear someone has cancer, their first thought is, oh, all that no, beautiful not hair. that hair. Like, I remember my aunt telling me a story one time when, um, when she was fighting breast cancer. She, she uh, ran into an old-time friend, and the friend says, you know, the shaved head look just isn't working for you. And she's like, well, oh, I don't really got a choice right about peace. now. No, she's, she, she, she kicked its ass. That's she, fucking crazy. She's, she's chilling. Do you she's think chilling. that she's chilling. People, will have the, people can have the same reaction about boobs? Oh, she's going to lose her titties. Who's going around commenting on someone? Oh, you know what? Actually, Show me a picture of your aunt. What did you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. At the very end, I could probably just quote the entire argument that Dennis and Charlie have in the bathroom. Me and Mac and Sweet oh, D. great. Great. I told you not to tell anyone. Now I'm going to have to go into remission or something so they don't think I was lying. You were lying. Yeah, I lied to you. All right? That's what I'm saying. I really feel like that's where Charlie... Charlie Day has the Charlie character go from just zero to 10 in that scene alone. And I'm really hoping that when we review Gun Fever, that that 10 carries on into the next episode. It's not a quote. It's a moment when Dennis goes after she locked the door. She goes to check it again. And Max like, Dennis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the quote even right before that, he's just like. She's Dennis probably not like, going to give us the money back. No, he said he's like, yeah, she's probably going to get the money. Right? <laughs> she's probably going to get the money. And like, I know he makes jokes every now and then. But in that moment, he like kind of looks serious. And yeah. Check the door serious. again. And was just like, maybe she's just going to get it. A couple. The one quote also that I liked. Technically two quotes, but it's back to back. When. Uh. Mac and the tranny are hanging out, and Dennis comes in. He just stares at him. The tranny leaves. I guess I can call her Carmen. I guess we know her name. So Carmen. Yeah, it's not uh, like the waitress. <laughs> the yeah. tranny. Yeah, the tranny. yeah, yeah. She has a name. He, whatever you feel comfortable with. She but has anyways, a penis. She has a penis. But yeah, she leaves. She's getting it removed. So what? It's putting in my time, you know, so that afterwards Gross, I'll dude. be... First. <laughs> like he's definitely trying to get with her once she doesn't have a dick anymore so thought that was funny and when he does finally get to get with her he seems a little sus a bit like a serial killer if you will <laughs> oh but we're getting ahead on that i give it a seven out of ten on the quotes i actually also gave it a seven six i give this one a five yeah there's you know Ooh. one or two quotes i liked so that's like, the lowest like... rating we've gotten from I... Mr. It might be. I liked it when D said, "Accessorize your compassion with your outfits." That's a great line. Not really laugh out loud to me, but very it's great. social yeah. commentary or, of or, you. Or, or when she's like, Dennis, "Our bar is in South Philly, the Scary Alley. Might as well call it Rape Bar." That's all right. Oh, and also when Dennis says, "You were right about that. Cancer, gold mine." Oh, I have that's that written down. I was literally just about to bring yes. that out. I hear the accessorize compassion with your outfits, but 
I don't know. I feel like that's not necessarily just an it's always sunny quote. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could yeah. see yourself saying something about that. Yeah. Like Coney 2012. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit was great. Anything that was insane. like what Braden said with Facebook, you know, just changing your banner or what I don't have Facebook, but you know, that's that was yeah, changing your banner was basically like social media's first version of the Live Strong bracelets. How do I show that I care about something without doing mm-hmm. anything? How I, yeah. how do I do the least amount of effort to make it seem like I'm doing the most amount of effort? Yeah, no money, no effort, no time. I've been None trying to that. find Joseph Coney. He's elusive. <laughs> He's still He's wherever elusive. he was. <laughs> We're but going the- on one decade. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably still... 2022. <laughs> but everyone forgot about it because, like, the guy who started the movement jerked off in San Diego. That man broke under an intense amount of pressure. Yeah. You it, leave him alone. He tried his best. He's gonna jack it. <laughs> I hope he can. Look up his story. It's actually like I I empathize. Yeah, if you look heavily. up the internet historian video. So I wanted to talk about the visual humor as well as the quotes. Cutaway the overall humor. Oh, what? Was this the first time there was a cutaway? No. There was a cutaway. Ooh, that was that's the interesting thing about this episode is they're referencing other things that happened that weren't in other episodes. The Christmas party. The oh. Christmas party is a cutaway. Oh, There's like yeah. one other thing that I'm forgetting where they're like referencing the time that Charlie did X, Y, and Z in like a How I Met Your Mother sort of way where like all the characters, it's clear that all these characters knew each other before. Ooh, yeah, they're doing that family. No, not a family guy. It's not it's necessarily family, family guy. Family guy set up much harder. So is this the first time that they've ever cut out of their normal story to something else? To something in the past? Oh, to the past? Is that yeah, all that means? Yeah. So I didn't far. know. So, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't well, it's like a cutaway all the times in Family Guy when they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Uh, Conway Twitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're editing Conway example, Twitty yeah, into no, this. I get what you're saying. That's right. For like eight minutes, you're just going to have Conway Twitty. <laughs> I can, like aff- I can afford that copyright yeah, okay, license, for yes. sure. Uh, <laughs> Conway Twitty is definitely in the hey, public domain. That man's a dinosaur. It's got to be. Is Conway Twitty in the public domain? Man is a dinosaur. If there's Conway Twitty in this episode, we'll we'll know that there's no royalty on it because yes. my broke ass cannot afford to pay some royalties <laughs> right about now. Or just say music's from Conway Twitty. You're using it for artistic license. Cutaway gags aside. Music's from Family Guy using Conway Twitty. That's even better. This is a Family Guy podcast now? Converted. I, I thought not. it was a copyright law podcast. Because <laughs> I have s- so many questions. I got pages of laws. Welcome back to down. the copyright cats. We're hanging out <laughs> today. Copyright cats. Hanging out, snapping our fingers with our leather jackets. <laughs> um, I wanted to get back to the visual humor of this, not just the cutaway gag. I liked, unfortunately, that they <laughs> used Carmen's bulge as a visual gag for some of it when they sync up the music to the zoom in on the penis when the, uh, the scene after they introduce Carmen yeah I thought that was hilarious when they keep the camera on max level when Carmen's talking yeah, when he's sitting on the couch yeah even though Carmen's talking they keep it at max level because you know yeah. gotta, gotta go for another bulge joke yeah, before I mean, the episode yeah, ends yeah he turns gets the bulge in the face it sounds like, well, at least three of us, I don't know about all of us, are in agreement that this is like one of the first like really funny episodes. Yeah, I yeah. was against it at first because it just didn't seem sunny. But now I'm just convinced that this was truly supposed to be the pilot and that the humor of it is now only there because they didn't air it as the pilot, if that makes sense. Yeah, I for sure bashed the characters, the storyline, all that stuff. But yeah, the humor was definitely there in this episode. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was, so it was familiar you, humor. So what do you guys give it then for the overall humor? I actually gave it an eight. 
I give it an eight as well. I give it a nine because it's the first Ooh. one. It's the first funny one in the season. So okay. And, and what I like about what well, that, that's interesting because I don't think that there are many jokes in this episode. I think a lot of it is delivered by by their reactions to the to what people say and by the visual gags too. There's you know the cold opening. There wasn't a single joke. It was completely serious, and it was just Dennis's reaction to the whole thing. Yeah, and it's still just made and it was you still laugh. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's actually a good analysis of that. And that's obvious. I probably should have realized that before, but that's a good analysis. I never thought of it that way. So because you guys have given a nine, an eight, and an eight, I'm going to change my score a little bit because I feel like I was being a little harsh on the overall humor, realizing now that I've given uh, a bit more credit to the story and the characters and the quotes, I feel like I should give a little bit more credit to the overall humor as well. I'm going to give it 6.5. It's not bad. Like you said, there wasn't that many jokes, but some of the parts were really Only because I'm going at this like Anthony Fantano. I need to save these tens. Yeah, I'm saving my tens. Some important, some important episodes. In order for us to continue with this whole podcast, I'm going to need to know what a warm opening is. Mm. As compared to a cold opening. Yeah. I don't know about that literally, but a cold opening is just the, you know, the scene before the theme. No, I know what a cold opening is, yeah. right? Because of the million YouTube videos I watch where they're like Saturday Night Live cold open. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what's a warm opening? Maybe it's like applause and they're starting the show now. There's no theme. It's a vagina. Oh. That's the answer. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It was a joke. Yeah. It's a God. Fuck. Do we have the soundtrack <laughs> to laugh so people know to laugh? Please applaud. Play, play the soundtrack of people laughing. <laughs> I have the sign from the Jeb Bush rally. Please applaud. <laughs> Please applaud. Oh, <laughs> Almost. That was close. Almost dropped Bat Soup yeah, under the bus on that one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. By the way, cold opening is called a cold open because it's not the actual open. The actual opener is, is the title credit scene. Oh. The, yeah. Today, Bat Soup learned. I don't know why you would call that cold, though. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just make that the opening? I don't know. Can we do can we do the opening to the wild card segment? Yes. Sure. Let's do it. It's time for the Wildcard Bitches! Oh Who's going first? Three point three shaking it's. Three point three shaking it's? Oh, it's funny you went off of shaking it's. And I'm gonna steal the spotlight here because for the first time I'm gonna be first to give a ten out of ten. To the wild card spot for every time Artemis says shaking it in this episode. Oh, wow. 10 out of 10 on the wild card spot. Shake it. Literally 25 seconds after I basically said I'm not going to give a 10 out of 10 for a while. You guys actually had some good jokes there. I'm going to take it a little more serious and give it an 8 out of 10 for the wild card this time. Actually, because of a joke Adam mentioned earlier, the cancer being a gold mine. I know that they like to tease and joke about serious issues, and I think this was just like a one-liner that everyone overlooked, but they were kind of just like poking fun at the reality that like cancer and big pharma and all that stuff is really just a gold mine and all about money. I'll give this one a 7.5 because I thought that Dee's social commentary, like her background comments were kind of great and they kind of stole the show. Also, I loved seeing Artemis come back. So your um, way, you're giving it a 7.5. 7.5. And I'm giving it a 7. 7.5 Live Strong Strong's. bracelets. Yeah, Strong's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the best part of that is what with the steroids, right? 
Yeah. He didn't well, really have testicular cancer. He just he had did. steroids. No, he did have testicular cancer. From I'm the pretty steroids? sure he got one no. of his nuts removed. From the steroids? I no. don't think it was a lying thing, I think except he for the fact steroids. he was lying about using. I think because he had surgeries and had that stuff, he was taking steroids, oh. and that stuff came up during mm-hmm. like testing for competitive sports. Yeah, but they, He's out with three strikes and just one ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an epic rap battles of history quote, which everybody should know. That should be taught in school. That should be taught in school. That stuff should be taught in school. I did watch that in school. Shout out to Miss Bremner. Second of all, I haven't watched it since high school. Shout out to Miss Bremner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got some math going on over there for us? Yeah, I'm almost done here. So after crunching the numbers, I found that yet again, IMDb gave us a higher score than we did. IMDb gave this an 8.2 out of 10 with a little over 2,000 votes, 2.17 thousand votes. That's 8.2, whereas we gave this an average score of 6.5 out of 10, which uh, means we liked it less than IMDb, of course. Adam liked this episode of mo- the most, of course. And the most critical of this episode was the dish of the day. I'm starting to see a trend. Uh, The dish of the day is generally the harshest on these episodes. Pessimistic, cynical, doesn't enjoy fun things. We should go back to the gold standard. (laughs) Well, cancer is a gold mine. I'm sure your 0 out of 10 consistency on the character ratings has something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, once we get Frank, we'll I'm see sure what once we get to season 2, we'll see some higher ratings. Uh, and meanwhile, Donnie and I both gave this episode a 6.6 out of 10, so we're sitting right at that average, hanging out together. And uh, if you want to hang out with us and listen to some other episodes, you can find us online at anchor.fm slash rumham. Once you're hanging out there on our Anchor page, you can listen to all of our episodes. You can see what streaming platforms we're on. You can leave us a voicemail and let us know what you think of our opinions, what you think of these episodes. Uh, If you want to leave us love, if you want to leave us hate, if you want to leave us hand-washing tips uh, of many varieties, I don't know, whatever you want to do, you can find it all at anchor.fm slash rumham. You can also let us know what you thought of this episode and every episode we have by visiting us online at alwayssunnypod on Twitter and Instagram and email us at alwayssunnypod at gmail.com. I think that's that's about it. That's all we got here for today, guys. Good night, New York. Thank you. All right, Be safe guys. out there. When we uh, come back soon, very soon, we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 5. Oh, Lord, here we go. It's Gun Fever. Still too hot. This Not still too hot. This is the beginning of the saga. First still Gun Fever. Uh, uh, season 1, Episode 5 coming at you guys soon. Have a great night, you guys. Love you. Bye. Have a great day. Whenever you're listening to this. All right. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put my hand in and throw it across the room. I'm going to slap my face. Rum Ham and Wild Cards is produced and edited by Braden Pleggencool. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Pleggencool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbort, and The Dish of the Day.